Good morning. Welcome to worship on this Sunday morning. A call to worship. Come to worship. To be comforted and disturbed. Challenged from our complacency, but also offered forgiveness and the hope of eternal life. Come to Jesus, prophet, priest and king. Let's sing together the hymn, From Heaven You Came. Oh 
spend a few moments in prayer lord jesus you walked with your disciples from village to village and on the way you talked to them about many things the whole package some things were not easy to hear or to understand we meet you here today lord to hear these things too the whole package you don't call us to sit doing nothing. You want us to be on the move, taking risks to change our world and save our lives. Help us then to draw close to you, to be ready to listen, then to act with the whole package. Amen. Who is Jesus? For the times I've been asked this question and I've struggled to give an answer, forgive me, Lord, and give me your words to speak. For the times I've been ashamed to acknowledge you, forgive me, Lord, and grant me courage. For the times I considered only human concerns and not God's, forgive me, Lord, and widen my horizons. For the times I saw opportunities to take risks for God, but looked the other way through fear or indecision. Forgive me, Lord, and build up my confidence in you. For the times I've taken the chocolate I like out of your box. Forgive me, Lord, and make me whole, ready to do your good will. Amen. Good news is that we have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, the same Jesus who took up his cross and died for our sins, the same Jesus who looks on us now with love and intercedes on our behalf. Open our hearts to receive your forgiveness and blessing, Lord. Amen. Our reading today is taken from the Gospel of Mark, the eighth chapter, reading from verse 27. Jesus 
and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, who do people say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple, must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is, is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes to his Father's glory with the holy angels. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When we think of the cross, what comes to mind? We may have in our mind's eye a particular image, or perhaps we can see around us something now in our church building. Or we might be wearing a cross as an item of jewellery. Perhaps reminded of a film we have seen about the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. Or of some music we have heard or even sung about. The theme of the cross. In today's gospel reading. Jesus is beginning to take control of the story that others want to write for him. In hindsight, looking back, we know that Jesus chose to go to Jerusalem, where he was arrested, tortured and put to death. We know, too, that on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead, offering us the gift of eternal life through the forgiveness of our sins. But when Jesus speaks to the disciples about his death, it comes as a shock to them. Surely death on a cross cannot be the fate of someone who is clearly the Messiah, God's chosen and promised deliverer. That was certainly Peter's first reaction. Jesus responds by talking about his followers taking up their cross, not his but theirs and ours. And when he asks us to take up our cross, he is not speaking metaphorically. We are called to be willing to suffer, 
actually and really suffer for the sake of the gospel. For many of us, most of us probably, this cost of discipleship will not be onerous. But what does it actually mean for us? Many of you will have seen the small boats moored off New Brighton on the River Mersey, near where the pier used to be. Technically, because of their size and weight, they're actually small yachts. They're part of the fleet from Wallasey Yacht Club. And they are classic yachts, some of them having been built in the 1890s. But what does it mean to be a member of such a club? There is the challenge of maintaining the yachts, to keep them on the water each year. And then there's the thrill and exhilaration of racing them against each other. There is a, a strong fellowship of belonging to a group of like-minded individuals. But what happens when things go wrong? Towards the end of August, one of the yachts by the name of Gale sank overnight at her moorings. Can you imagine what it must have been like for the owner of that yacht? There you are, coming down to the beach, expecting a really good day's sailing and racing. And you see a gap where your yacht ought to have been. Having got over the initial shock, the question comes, what needs to be done? Well, this is where the other members of the club rally around you and start helping and planning. Putting aside any thought of racing, a search is carried out and Gale was found under some 16 feet of water. After much arranging, phoning, next day the members got together again and with the aid of a special crane on a small tug were able to recover Gale and bring her ashore. The only real damage being a broken mast. What prompted the members of the club to get together in this way. I think it was because they have a common love of sailing, sailing in particular, those classic old boats, something which transcends the competitive spirit that often exists between them. For me, this is very much a parable of what the church ought to be. A group of like-minded individuals sharing together a common love for Christ and willing to serve him in the good life and through thick and thin. Over the last year and more, we have had reason to reevaluate what makes for us a good life. Working from home, shopping, locally funding the NHS. What's on your list? We have also had to give up things such as going into school, going out, socialising and exercising to stay safe. What have you had to let go of? We've had to adapt to life with new and dangerous risks. Jesus talks about risk, but we might miss what he's really all about because we're too fixated on our own well-being. If we want to be part of God's story, we even need to risk dying. Remember, it's our cross that Jesus is talking about. And we need to give up the stuff that we think is important in life and focus on what truly is important, following Jesus.
being loved by Jesus and loving him and his followers and the world as he loved the world. That is how we can act and walk in his footsteps. We're going to sing another song now. It's the hymn, O Jesus, I Have Promised. Let us pray. Loving God, we bring to you those who have been wounded by words. They may be words from the past that have burrowed into their skin, undermining their sense of worth. They may be words in the present, a constant reminder of conflict or dislike, hampering the hearts of those who receive them. They may be words not yet said, but imagined. Fears 
about what labels may be pressed upon them when it becomes hard to believe in anything different. We pray too for those who have particular authority, whose words carry more weight, who have a wide audience. Give them extraordinary wisdom, knowing when to speak and when not to speak, not rushing to appraise nor condemn, but always to consider and reflect before making statements can, that can alter the lives of others in a world full of voices, so ready to condemn or adulate, so willing to speak without thinking. Have mercy, O oh God, and help us to use words to heal, not to harm. In Jesus' name, Amen. We join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn is the hymn, There is a Redeemer. There is a Redeemer. There is a
loving God, we commit to following you this week into the corners of the community that we usually prefer to ignore. Help us to pray and speak and act for change. And may the blessing of God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Through your love and through the realm, you save the son of Abraham. Through the power of your hand, turn the sea into dry land. To the outcast on her knees, you were the God who really sees. And by your might, you set your children free. El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Elyonah Adonai Age to age you're still the same By the power of the name El Shaddai, El Shaddai, Elyonah Adonai We will praise and lift you high, El Shaddai Yeah.